All right. This is one of the very early episodes that we recorded. Uh, we get into throw ball. We're still figuring out some of the technical stuff, so some of it is harder to understand. A couple people were sharing a microphone, but I think you can get the gist of it. We had a lot of fun doing this episode, and I think a lot of us really like it because it was one of the early episodes when we really were realizing that this is something we wanted to do. So I hope everybody enjoys it, learns a couple tricks. We'll take care of some business and then get right into it. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted cited copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. How do you get off the ground? Do you use a ladder, throw ball, big shot, crossbow, bow and arrow, air cannon, grappling hook, or just start climbing? It probably depends on the tree you're climbing and what you're doing to the tree. And that's all before you get your line set. If you have used a throw ball before, your experience probably ranges from amazement that you can set your line so high in the tree, down to extreme frustration when half of the line comes out tangled. On this episode of Tree Thinking, we untangle those topics while taking a big shot at grappling with the different ideas of setting your line in the good, the bad, the ugly of throw ball. All right, here we are, Tree Thinking Podcast. My name's Andrew. Hey, I'm Rob. I'm Jamie. I'm Corey. And it's Becca. Nice. We're here tonight to talk about throw ball, kind of chop that up a little bit. But before we do that, you know, how, how's everybody doing? It's uh, been a couple weeks since we got together and recorded, and what's everybody been up to? I've been doing good. I got to say, that was a great intro. Nice writing, Andrew. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun playing with it. Yeah. You know, nerd out on tree topics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it almost sounded professional. Yep. Yeah. Don't go that far. <laughs> Don't go that far. <laughs> I can't believe you just riffed that off the top of your head like that. That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, intro freestyle. <laughs> yeah. Clever. Anybody have any tree stories that we want to uh, get into. We're just going to go right to throw ball stories, mishaps, frustrations. Yeah, I mean, it's a throw ball themed episode, so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely down to go. And I can kick us off if you guys want to think about stories for a little bit. Well, I think it was yesterday. Oh, it's nice. It's been a, quite a week. I think that was the Raptor Center job. I yeah. met our buddy Scott Altenhoff at the end of the day. He was needing help. He was doing this big, nasty pondo. I get up there. He's got, you know, maybe three leads to drop out of this thing. So my first thing to do with him was hit a throw ball shot. So I got that set a line for him. We pulled the top over. Then he was good to go for a while. So he had me go over and start climbing this dead fir tree. I get up this fir and then another guy shows up. Uh, Nate Langreen shows up and I get to the top and we're going to pull this top over. So he grabs my throw ball, right? And <laughs> throws it up. We set a line. We don't set an actual pole line. We just pull with the throw line. And uh, 
that that can be problems. <laughs> right. I've, I've had that go so, bad. <laughs> pull the top. Everything's good. And then, you know, I'm chunking it down. And at one point, Nate says, man, it's going to be a mess getting this throw line out of here. I was like, okay. And the next day, I go grab my throw cube and open it up to throw into this big black oak. And then, uh, oh, there's no throw line on here. <laughs> you just cut it and left it there. <laughs> it's fine. It was a mess. It was dark. And, hey, I got a fresh one at home ready to go. So Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that reminded me of a story a long time ago is uh, with Carl. Uh, so uh, when when did Carl work at Sperry at what? It was probably like... Ten years ago, maybe? Maybe more? Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably so, quite yeah. a bit more than ten years ago. It's probably 2003 that he left. But anyways, we're playing around with the throw ball, and there's this, you know... I don't know, it was probably about... 35, 40 foot oak, not a real big one, you know, it was a black oak. So it, was, it wasn't real bushy or anything. I throw the throw line up into it and it gets all caught up and, you know, we're in like go mode and I'm, pull, I'm trying to pull this throw ball. We we're just going to fell the tree. You know, it just had a little bit of a back lean and I'm pulling on it and the whole tree is bending over as I'm pulling on it and I can't get it unstuck. So I'm just like, screw it, Carl, just cut the tree. <laughs> I'm going to pull the hell out of this throw ball, and we're just going to pull the tree over with the throw ball. He puts the face in it, puts the back cut, starts his back cut. I start pulling, and the throw ball just breaks. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it just sits back and pinches the saw. Oh, no. And there's a car in a house right behind the oh, tree. No. Oh, no. And so it just went into, like, go mode, get another line set. <laughs> we get that other line set. It comes down. I didn't... I didn't honestly didn't even set a line. I had both sides, so I just grabbed both sides of the throw ball line and pulled, and the whole thing came over. It worked out great, but <laughs> sketchy. Yeah, it's never good to take those chances. That was a long yeah. time ago. Like I said, <laughs> Carl probably left Sperry in two thousand three. I think I was probably twenty, and that would be eighteen years ago. I I might have been more like twenty two, twenty three. It's probably fifteen years ago. Yeah. I've learned a lot since then. <laughs> I don't mess around like that no. anymore. <laughs> I had a funny throwball story from this week, actually. <laughs> it's funny that this is the topic. Yesterday, I go into work at the city, and Eric DeBoard comes in, our supervisor. And like a year and a half ago, when I was first getting into climbing, he lent me his throw cube and throw ball, just like a stein. And he's like, you really should practice this. If you want to climb, you need to be able to get into the tree. So I was practicing quite a bit with it. Thankfully, I didn't get it stuck too many times to where it was detrimental. But when we were filming that third scenario for the rescue rally, it got super stuck in that oak. So remember, we left it there overnight because it was up oh in yeah. like the Gillespie Butte. It's a nice neighborhood. It's a nice yeah, it's, neighborhood. It's, it's, it's and, and like, Nothing's I didn't even there. know that park was there. Yeah. Who goes there? I <laughs> saw like two people in a golden retriever the whole like day <laughs> that we were there. So I don't. Surrounded um, by million dollar houses yeah, it's with like a really view of the whole city. You know? yeah. So I didn't really, you know, I'm like, oh, we'll be back in the morning at 7 a.m. It was like 6.30 we left. Get there first thing in the morning. It's gone. <laughs> somebody, had, somebody had cut the the tangle that was up in the tree from the from the cube that I had stashed around the, the base of the tree <laughs> and just took off with it. I was like, oh, shit. 
They took the whole cube, right? <laughs> they took the cube Everything. and throw weight and like the weights and like half of the zingit. It was just, and I was like, oh no, nobody tell Eric. But uh, you know, at the time, they're like, oh, we probably forgot about it. It's been, it's been like over a year. Like yeah, no, you know, I, yeah. I, I was, I was one of those. I was like, he definitely forgot about this. <laughs> like he didn't, no he didn't lend it to you. He gave it to you, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. And I just forgot about it. It was a busy day. You know, I didn't, I didn't think about it until yesterday (laughs) 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 he comes into the office and it's like becca uh you don't still have that uh throw ball (laughs) and throw cube that i lent you do you and i don't know what kind of face i made but immediately he was like oh my gosh are you okay what's wrong (laughs) and this was my you were wearing a mask (laughs) (laughs) mask over my mouth and so my eyes must have been just incredibly expressive like i was mortified i'm like no it happened you finally remembered that he lent this to me, and I and I finally and then it kicked in that I forgot to tell him that it was uh you know all almost all of his zingit was halfway up an oak tree because I'm terrible. Golden and Retriever Randolph was it? Yeah, <laughs> it was that damn dog. I knew it. But it, yeah, he was fine. Of course, afterwards he's like, "Oh no, it's okay. I already have another one." And he's like, don't even worry about it. But I think it might have had something to do with whatever kind of face I made. <laughs> like, What's wrong? Are you okay? Uh. No. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> oh. Baby's first throw cube. Yeah. Someone uh. ran off with it. I'm so Damn sad. It. Damn it. Some golden retriever's chew toy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that same throw cube, I was doing a job, a side job with Corey like a year or so ago. And <laughs> I, uh, the client ran over it with her tractor <laughs> and got, like, stuck in the wind, <laughs> dragging it across the landscape. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, it never quite had, opened and closed the same. It had, like, hearing protection on, too, so it took us a while for us to, yeah, like, catch them. Yeah, we like didn't they, notice they for, for a minute. Oh, man. Yeah, so it, it had been through some stuff because of me, and, you know, anyways. Yeah. That was... Very relevant for this topic. Oh, and <laughs> funny that it all went down yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, right. <laughs> I got, I don't know why all my uh, throwball stories are end in disaster. Oh, well, they got none of them end in disaster. <laughs> they all flirt with disaster. <laughs> so I was, um, I was, you remember Kelly, right, Rob? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kelly White. Yeah, wild man Kelly. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he... He was on the crew. He'd only been on the crew for a little while, and so it's one of those things you teach new guys is, you know, to be able to set lines if they need to. And so we were working way out in the country, and, uh, you know, we were working at this one location, and it was kind of around a bend, so you couldn't see it, and it was this, you know, two-lane country road. You go around the bend, there's another tree. And so I was like, all right, Kelly, uh, you know, one of those you don't really expect them to get a line, but – you got enough help at this spot. And so it's like, hey, Kelly, just try to get a line set in this oak tree over here. See what you can't do. It'll be great practice. You know, you know, walked him over there, showed him some picks, kind of talked with him about it, and then just, you know, walked back to the other uh, job to kind of work on the other stuff. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know, 15, 20 minutes go by, and I'm like, man, where's – I haven't heard from Kelly for a while. I better go check on him. <laughs> go walking around the corner, and there he is. He had thrown the throw ball – Back over his head, you know, like a lot of us do, <laughs> but far enough back over his head where it went across the road and over the power lines. <laughs> and so I come around the corner and he's got these 
giant gloves on that like go past his elbow <laughs> and he's pulling the throw ball <laughs> off from over the lines it turns out he throws it over his head over the lines and the guy that lives across the street is an old retired electrician <laughs> so he had these big <laughs> neighbor <laughs> yeah 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 safety first always make sure you know where the throw ball lines are or the power lines are when using the throw ball but <laughs> yeah i think my most embarrassing ones were stories were competitions my very first competition ever was in medford uh i think it was like two years ago throw ball first shot you know, I felt like I was okay at throw ball, but first shot, it went up and behind my head. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then the next year, it was again Southern Oregon. It was the Ashland competition. I ended up getting three throw lines stuck in the throw ball. <laughs> <laughs> I seemed to choke in that event every year. But yeah, I threw, got the tallest crotch, but it wasn't quite isolated. So I went to like double bag it. And then those two got stuck. So then I threw again, and that one got stuck. <laughs> yeah, that was a mess. Yeah, no, that's, that's no good. Although, uh, yeah, that reminds me of my first throw ball competition. Um, we, it was, you know, 2005, so we still had those brim hard hats. And so I go up, you know, it's my turn. To, I'm all fired up. I'm, you know, I got this. I go, I throw, kind of, you know, you jump up, try to hit the high shot, kind of lift my head up and back, and the hard hat falls right off my <laughs> head, hits the ground. Boom, disqualified. First event of first competition ever. Oh, it was horrible. And so I'm t the judge is like, yep, sorry, DQ. Damn it, are you, really? Yeah, you can't. If anything hits the ground, you're DQ'd, man. That's how it goes. All right, all right. He's like, yeah, uh, you need a chin strap, you know, that'll keep your hard hat on. So I walked to my bag and I grabbed some duct tape <laughs> <laughs> and put the duct tape on one bill and under my, my chin strap, under my chin and to the other bill. And uh, yeah, me and Jamie were talking about this the other day. Yeah. And I had a picture from that competition I showed him with that hard hat with the duct tape. So <laughs> it wasn't underneath anymore. It was the end of the day. So I'd folded it up over the tip of the brim. You know? <laughs> Did you tape your hard hat on too? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a little more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that, yeah. that competition was great. We'll get into it on another podcast when we get into competitions, I'm sure. But yeah, we were like the, the bad news bears showing up oh, at that competition. I remember at that competition, I aced the throw ball. I like hit all the highest ones and got a great score, you know, but then uh, I didn't say anything when I was throwing. Oh, so they yeah, DQ'd yeah. me. Uh, so I like I aced all the shots, but I just didn't say anything, and it was really, really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and they didn't say anything the whole time. Yeah, they didn't, yeah. They didn't, nobody was like, "You got to talk, man." Yeah, yeah. I kept throwing. I was like, "Yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win." And they're like, "No, you're not. <laughs> you got to say you're throwing." <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, part of being the bad news bears of that competition, we didn't read any rules. <laughs> yeah, we just were like, "Hey, sweet, let's show up." Let you know, I'm sure they'll explain it to us when we get there. Yeah, <laughs> good thing you had duct tape. Yeah, it, yeah see, it's always good to be prepared, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're going to fly blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
Uh, well, unless anybody has any other uh, throwball stories, Corey, you got any good throwball stories you want to share? I mean, I had one that just happened today. It was not super exciting, but it was just a it was a pin oak, and I tossed up into it. I hit like a like an upper the upper end of it, like one of the little tiny twigs was hanging up in it, and it was right above the crotch that I wanted. So I figured I'll I'll just reef it down into that crotch. It'll be fine. So I I reefed it over the bent the the twig it was or the stick it was on was like reefing over pretty good and i was like okay it'll just slide out of that crotch and down into the crotch that i want and it'll be fine well the whole thing just breaks like just <laughs> just breaks like this the, the twig it was literally the size of one of these wires which was you know you can't see on the podcast but it was like tiny and the, the stem was probably the size of my arm that Whoa. broke and oh it, wow I'm, yeah it was like <laughs> not good, my day. Good thing. <laughs> not uh, my day. That broke then. Not, yeah. Yeah, not, not when you set your line. Yeah, yeah, not when I set my line. Yeah. You can't see Corey's arms either, but they're bigger than the wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The smallest of marks. Yeah. yeah, that's just pin oaks, though. Yeah, I'm, you know, like a little pencil will hold the line. Mm-hmm. And then you never know where, you know, in any tree. That's why you got to be careful. You never know where that failure is going to occur. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're here to uh, talk about throwball, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. So we're going to kind of dive into these uh, topics and uh, what we like to use, the different ways we access trees. You know, we'll probably get a little bit off of just throwball, um, you know, because with, uh, with a bow and arrow, you use fishing line. Uh, you know, before you get to throw ball and then, you know, uh, but yeah, so let's get started. Um, I think this is something that it's kind of one of those, uh, it's almost like the fingerprint of a tree climber. Everybody throws the throw ball just a little different, you know, um, I know what I'll do is I'll, I'll let the ball drop to the ground. I'll kind of pull it up to, uh, hip chest area, depending on how far I want to throw up and I'll put a little loop in the knot or in the line and I'll use that, get a little pendulum going get the swing, toss it up. Um, but I've seen everything from uh, from kind of, you know, uh, Dan Krause style where he kind of sidearms it like he's taught, like he's advancing. Hook shot. Yeah, the hook yeah. shot, like yeah, he's advancing shot. a rope up in a tree to, uh, yeah, to some, I saw at that same competition, <laughs> this guy, uh, he, he, he was doing the technique where you kind of run the line through the loop and so you have a little uh, V that you get swinging back and forth between your legs. But what he did different is he, he f- put his back to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen people throw like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And, and they get the do. full swing. And his theory is like, you know, instead of just a part swing, you're getting more momentum of that swinging around. And he would look back over his head. And he, he told me he aimed with his nose. <laughs> so he'd try to get the throw ball to go right over his nose. And that's how he would kind of aim <laughs> where the thing was going. So there's a lot of crazy ways. I just people see do back it. problems in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely find a way to hit myself in the face. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, I see nose problems. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get that loop stuck on your <laughs> finger. <laughs> but uh, yeah. that loop that you tie, you borrowed my throw line once. It was still tied in that line nice. until Almost. Nate cut it yesterday. Really? <laughs> now it's gone. Oh, oh my man. god! I, there's a there's always a reminder of yeah. my buddy Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason I don't let. Andrew Byron, yeah. I throw yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work together again soon. <laughs> and it's not a slip knot either. It's like one of those like iron knots that just won't come undone. Well, yeah, you don't want it to slip. <laughs> <while you're laughs> of course not. That would be awful. That doesn't it's make sense. It's his gift to you. Yeah, it just keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, what 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 are your guys' uh, preferred techniques when it comes to throw ball? 
I started like off to the side, like a lot of people do. You just put the loop in it and hold it on the side. But then I realized I was more accurate, the cradle style, like between the legs. Yeah. That's just what I go with. So when you'd loop it, would you just kind of pinch the rope instead of tying a knot? Um, I put a bite through the metal ring on the oh okay yeah on yeah, the yeah. bag yep. yeah and then I was taught you do it like free throws like what I played basketball growing up and you're kind of just taught to do the same thing over and over like repetition yeah. for muscle memory so you walk up to the free throw line take two dribbles or something look maybe one more dribble and throw and you do that the same way every time yep. so now I do the same like I'll I uh, let it swing like twice then I look at my shot. I think I count one, two, and then the third one I look and throw it up, and I just do the same thing every. T- I do a little shuffle with my feet, and every it's exact same nice. every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of do that. I'll I'll get it on my side, and I'll go one and get two, and in about two I start looking up, and then three I'll shoot. Now, obviously, you know it gets mixed up if you can hit something, or you know if yeah if it's a really high shot, and you're like, all right, I'm really trying to get this, you know, focused in that I'll, I'll sit there getting that pendulum going, you know, but if it's just a basic shot, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I do. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I'm the same as you. I, I should, I throw the same, same as you do, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you tie the loop in it and everything. Yeah. 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 Not, I not a surprise. Can, I think you can get more height that way. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Cause, uh, there's no, you know, the the rope doesn't slide, you know, like even though when it goes through that loop, you can, one, the the knot is not in the exact same spot every time, you know, you adjust it a little bit and you probably get it pretty close, especially once you're dialed in and you're doing the exact same thing, you know, um, but I also feel like that the force of the swing could get that loop to adjust if you don't have it pinched right. And, you know, it's probably my own weird mental thing i'm sure you know when you do it like you say when you have your rhythm down and you know exactly what you're gonna do and you're gonna have it down but for me i just like having that knot tied because it is exactly where you want it and boom and yeah that's part of the rhythm right yeah and sometimes loop it up through like that i've had it where i just send up a tangled mass of of row line sometimes because oh it just dude doesn't, it doesn't that never happens no but on the like on the where it where you loop it through and then like because I, I throw the same as you just off to the side mm-hmm. and so where you loop it through like that it'll it won't feed through on the way up okay like get caught there and then you'll have like a tangled mess on yeah the end. i know what you mean yeah 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 right on so, so Becca, you're you're kind of in the place where you're learning. So I'm, yeah. You know, you've you've got a unique perspective here. Unique in the way I don't usually talk about throw ball to anyone aside from my therapist. Um. <laughs> well, there's so now it's your therapist, all of us, and and uh, Corey's wife, and, <laughs> and you know my mom's yeah. probably listening right oh, now. Cool. So <laughs> great. Well. All five of the <clears throat> listeners on this uh, podcast. Here's my thing about that. All of that is that I uh, I don't know a lot of the times when I'm learning something whether I'm right-handed or left-handed at it. Yeah. So there's that barrier. I saw the first time I threw, I was with Shano, and um, he was showing me he does the cradle in between the legs kind of thing. I'm like, oh, that, that seems to make sense, you know. And and then you don't have to pick whether you're right-handed or left-handed. So for a while, I was only practicing that way. And then I was like, well, I'll just try it with my right hand and, you know, just with the loop. And that seemed to work really well. 
and then I tried it with my left hand, and it was terrible. So <laughs> I think I usually go back and forth between, depending on which is least frustrating. Like, I'll, I'll try it, like, five times one way and five times another way, and yeah. it's, it's usually the outcome is not awesome. But, you know, it's all about practice. And I remember when Jamie was telling me the uh, thing about how he does his is like ritual that so I was like oh I should probably like take that and, and stick with yeah, stick with your right hand to the exactly. side or something Pick and one and but either way like regardless of whether I'm doing the one-handed right hand throw or the cradle I started singing happy birthday oh sweet <laughs> <laughs> so on happy birthday so <laughs> and um you know and then that way it's at least a little bit more fun <laughs> for yeah. me in my brain and less frustrating and i've also been practicing and like listening to like uh, smooth jazz or like some nice like heady whatever so that it's just like mellow and i don't i don't just feel like i look like a jackass in the park yeah. like throwing a hacky sack at a tree buddy of mine told me a throw ball is a sentient being that can sense your emotions yeah, <laughs> and true. will mess with you. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing how much throw ball is a head game. It's like, oh, you know, back to the free throw. You know, if you, if it gets in your head, you know, if, if mm -hmm. you start just missing and it starts pissing you off, mm -hmm. just put it down, yeah. go get a drink of water, <laughs> relax, put on some good music, take a deep <laughs> breath, get a little Zen and then try to get back to it because it it will just spiral if you let it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then you stick it or you get it stuck up at the top of the tree or you send up a knot and then it's just like all over. A golden yeah. retriever runs away golden with retriever. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. But yeah, we all use it, need it. Yeah. So another thing too about um, like how you do it is I I usually just do like a girth hitch to put like so everyone kind of attaches oh it attaches it, yeah. to the oh yeah yeah to the throw ball so I don't know if like because yeah I just will talked do with Nate about that the other yeah. day because he saw how I did it which is like a fisherman's on a bite kind of thing mm -hmm. and he asked is it able to release when you want it to which is something that you might want like if it gets stuck if you're able to like actually pull it out. Mine was no, because no. I don't know. I just, I feel like I wouldn't want that to ever happen, <laughs> but, yeah, but there yeah. are times where you would. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys mm -hmm. tie it that way where if you yard on it enough, it's going to come out. No, no, I, yeah. I actually splice the ends of my throw line. Are so you serious? Yeah, no, they're, yeah. They're oh, wow, they're dude. Really <laughs> nice. I get tired of the knots because they would sometimes get like stuck in uh -huh. crotches and stuff. So I just, I splice the end of it and super glued it all together. So it doesn't like come, <laughs> come apart. So. Honey badger. Honey badger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so splice and super glue. You can't take it off to attach to a rope or anything? Uh, oh. Well, um, I mean, you can. It's not It's not permanently attached to the throw ball, so it's just, it's got a loop on the end of it. Okay. So I've, I splice a loop on the end, and then I just, it's big enough that it'll loop. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you drop the throw bag. Exactly. Okay, yep. yeah. Like girth hitch kind of. Oh, it's yeah. like a girth hitch, yeah. but it's, it's, like a girth hitch. it's splice. A, a it's or, or spiced. spiced. If, yeah. if, you, if you drink enough, it's spiced. <laughs> Instead of uh, tying a sloppy knot like I do, you know, this gets fancy with this spricing. Yeah, <laughs> my girth hitch does come out sometimes, and and or I'll give it too much tail, and then that's also a problem because then it's just noodles in the tree, you know. Oh. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I think with throw balls, the. Uh, the more I learned with the side technique, 
if it's like 40 or 50 feet or less, I'll just pinch the, uh, the line up to the knot mm-hmm. and just release to, you know, just release the pinch. Like right up to the throw ball? No, okay. no to the knot that, that you that, tie that I usually loop my fingers okay. through for farther shots. Mm-hmm. So if it's like 50 feet or higher, like 50 to 70 feet, I'll have a little bit of a shorter line with my fingers through the loop. And then if you're going like 70 feet up, then I'll go, do a longer line. So it's a longer pendulum mm-hmm. and then really get a whip and jump mm-hmm. and throw for like the super shots. Yeah. So there's really like three different ways that I'll throw the shorter ones. The most accuracy would be just pinching it and releasing. And then the medium ones would be a shorter distance between the throw ball and the knot. And then the tallest ones are a long distance between the throw ball and the knot and looping your fingers through the loop is how I've always done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I do. So, what I do is I just have multiple loops on my throw line. So I'll have a shorter loop. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll just tie, tie a shorter loop for shorter yeah. shots. And then I, I always called it long lining because you remember Kai. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he was a, a bit of a crazy dude that we worked with for a while and he was fun to work with for a little while and things went South, but he was a, a big time surfer. And, uh, you know, so we'd talk surfing and I always love longboarding. So I called it, always called it long lining. I get it for the tall shots. I get, you know, I'd, have the throw ball rest on the ground, and then I'd go kind of between my chest and my shoulders. I'd put the thing way long, way long. Oh, yeah. and so you get it swinging, <laughs> and yeah, and it, it's a totally different rhythm. But when you get that rhythm right, the idea is you know, between your finger and the throw ball is the leverage point, yeah. So the more leverage you get, the higher you can throw it. So, uh, you know, that's why the granny technique doesn't throw as high, yeah. And so, I've, I've hit shots over 100 feet with that. Doing it like that. It, I've hit shots over 200 feet. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you have. I guarantee you have. <laughs> you, 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 you used a bow and arrow to do it. Oh, true. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. I have hit shots over 200 feet. Not, yeah. not with the long line and technique. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, a little little different no, but, technique. But you can shoot over 100 feet for sure. Oh, yeah. No, me and Ben, we were working out at the hospital. Me and uh, uh, Ben Meyer, yeah. he had the uh, big shot. And me and him had a competition with the big shot or the long line. Nice. Yeah, and he was able to beat me by about five feet. Holy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you get a 120-foot shot. Yeah. It, well, I wasn't getting 120. Ben probably was. I was probably getting 110, 115. Dang. But, Which I think is... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've heard stories of people going higher. So I use a 12 ounce throw ball because uh, that that feels like a good mix for me as far as being able to go high, but also being able to come back down. Uh, I've talked to Scott. He likes to use a 10 ounce Mm -hmm. because he says he can get up like 120 with a 10 ounce. Uh, I use a 14 and I've been working a lot of furs lately and they just don't want to come down even a 14 ounce like the friction up there. Just pound cake. what's the pound cake? Sixteen. That was that was all I had when I, when I first started climbing. That was all I had was like a sixteen ounce. A sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was awful. I've yeah. I've run into people. That's why your arms are so big. Bigger than that wire. Yeah, I've run into people at competitions. They're like, "This is just all I've ever used is a 16. and it's like, 
Wow. All the more power. Yeah. I like, I like where Jamie was going, though. Um, you know, getting the throw ball to go up is one thing. Yeah. Getting yeah. the throw ball to come <laughs> yeah. down right. is another thing. Yeah. And, and that's like half of the skill. And routing it around. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, dancing it. And getting it to come down is yeah, like yeah. just as or more important than being able to get it up in the tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. We uh, I'm, On my throw ball, I got a 16-ounce on the end of it for that reason. So if you got to route it, it's always nice to have the 16-ounce throw ball to move it around, get it swinging, hop it from one branch to another. And so I'll shoot with my 12-ounce, and I'll just let that run to the ground if I can. You know, I won't stop mm-hmm. it at all. That way I can get the 16 ounce up route that one end and if it if there's any friction i can switch the 16 ounce over to the other end mm-hmm. and mess with it because uh when it comes to moving it you definitely want that weight yeah definitely yeah manipulation is important because you could fire higher than the crotch you're going for and if you're good at manipulating it and you're lucky yeah, <laughs> you yeah. get it down in there yeah. you know or you can even get it to go up yeah that's, yeah, yeah. I've done those, and you like look around. Did anybody see that? Yeah. Where you get it swinging yeah. and it flips up into the next crotch? Like, please, someone yeah, <laughs> tell exactly. me how cool I am. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that instead of the 90% of the time when it like flips around, and yeah, then it just yeah, wraps around that, wraps around, ties well, it no, up. That's my favorite times. trick. It's so good at it. That's the trick that always happens when that person's watching. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that same person, you know, you look there watching, you're like, oh crap, and you flick it, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just around sprouts. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the other aspect is uh, me personally, I'm a big fan of Zing It. Yeah, me you too. Know, yeah. What, what do you guys I use? I prefer Dynaglide. I like the thickness of it a little mm. bit more. Um, I just, I've only used, uh, Zing It or Dynaglide. The Zing It was what, um, the Golden Retriever ran away with. (laughs) And I don't know if it was because it was kind of old and already used. Well, I, I also think like if you break them in, from what I've heard, at least if you break them in a little bit, then there, there's like this window of like awesome juicy throw lineage where like it's not new. So it is worn in, but it's not worn out Yeah, or, you know, all the other horrible things that happened to that zing it um but the uh, dynaglide i have no, I've, i'd rather use used dynaglide than use zing it my preference <laughs> just me yeah but uh, cory shaking his head yes so yes, I, i'm a huge fan of dynaglide like that's i mean the thousand pound break strength on it like i've, I've broken so many throw lines using like the the cheap shitty stuff that i'm just like i don't ever want to break a throw line hmm. ever again so dynaglide thousand pounds it's and it's i mean it's it's slick it wears in pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. I like Dynaglide. That, that makes sense if you're using a 16-ounce throw ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it'll just break while Break its stems and pin oaks. Break the whole tree over. <laughs> that being said, I wish I had some Dynaglide when I pulled on that tree mm-hmm. and the line broke <laughs> and the tree rested back. Ah, it would have been nice to have Bingo. some Dynaglide. That, that's yeah. the other thing. You can use it. Yeah. Like As rigging line. If it gets all it's a pole line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rig with it. You yeah. can tow the boom truck out of a golf course with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not that far. Okay, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> I actually there was a guy so a bit of a, a long story but there so we were up doing a training up in Seattle and um I don't know like how many names you want to mention on this or anything like that but I, I won't mention the name of the company but Brian French was up there doing like a um he was a hired trainer helping these guys do like a big it was like a probably a 
150, 200 foot fir that they were like deadwooding, old old growth fir. And one of the guys talking, he was just one of those guys who was really, um, like he was he was like he had done everything and he he was like the best at it. He had all these crazy stories, right? Well, he told the story about him using thrill line to actually climb up a tree. I didn't really <laughs> believe him. <laughs> But he was like, yeah, no, we like we just didn't have any rope with us at the time. And, like, I threw the throw line up there, and I just had one in one hand and one in the other and just climbed up the tree with that. Did you, like, use a Blake's? Or yeah. <laughs> I, 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 oh really, I have no idea. I, did, I didn't believe a word this guy said. Yeah, no. so, uh, Foot locking. <laughs> Foot locking on the throw line. Yeah. So uh, after we left, because um, we, we stopped there briefly because Vern knew the – Sorry, my boss knew the owner of this company, so th- that's why we stopped by and like hung out with him for a little bit. And we left. Turns out somebody, after we left, fell out of the tree. Climbing on, <laughs> on throw ball <laughs> line? Not, not actually climbing on throw ball line, but Whoa. I'm pretty sure it was a uh, throw ball guy yeah. who fell out of the tree. Because he yeah. was like he was there like learning from, from this trainer, so hmm. he, was, uh, he, he struck me as the kind of guy who would fall out of a tree. Yeah. If he was bragging about climbing on throw ball line, I could see how he would fall out of a tree. Yeah. You know, that decision making uh <laughs> kind of translates to yeah. Is he okay? I think so. I think he probably didn't climb again, but I think uh. he's okay. Wow. So not rated for not rated. Climbing. Not rated for climbing. <laughs> no. I think it's it a glide. It wasn't dining glide. It wasn't dining If it would have been dining glide, he would have been fine. Like, <laughs> 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 he would have been a new climbing technique. Yeah, camp yeah. dining glide. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So uh, wow! So far, we've kind of been going over a lot of good stories of throwball. Anybody have any uh, tangle stories in mind? Because <laughs> I mean, that's the other side of throwball. One of those things where, man, sometimes I mean, throwball will just make a job so quick. And I mean, we all use it. I'm not, you know, you got to use throwball. If you don't, if you're not using throwball, get a throwball. Learn how to use a throwball. That being said, not just spur to the top of the tree, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> Every, everybody, uh, everybody's had that moment where they're they had a throw ball tangled up, and uh, yeah, there's there's been some epic throw ball tangles in uh, my history where you where you spend forty five minutes, hour and a half, just uh, just trying to work through it. But so the best technique to untangling a throw ball, my best advice that you could say over a podcast and not have a video and showing something is look for the loops within the loops. Pull the loops. Yeah. Pull the Pull loops, loops, you know. And, yeah. he'll, and he'll tell that to you while you're sitting there trying to untangle it. <laughs> he'll be like, look for the loops. I'm looking for the loops, Andrew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, tell, I'll tell Corey that over and over, over again. And over again. Dude, dude, there's that loop there right I, there. I, I Just pull the, that loop out. See the loop. It's all loops, Andrew. It's I've noticed it's weird, <laughs> it's weird how much patience I have for untangling throw lines. Like yeah. a lot of things, I'm like, God, you know, dang it, dang it. But I'll sit there and kind of like zone out and take yeah. my time and not be too frustrated <laughs> frustrated that i'm not getting the work done but you yeah. know i'll untangle it no problem <laughs> take my time and do it yeah. yeah that's true i remember one time Corey's wife was with us and <laughs> i just it was shortly after the tractor incident <laughs> and so i just put it all back in the cube was like i'll reckon with this later and then i didn't and she was just like, oh, well, I have some, you know, there's, there's like a lull in groundwork right now. So I'll just like sit here. And she was just like, it looked so peaceful. She was so like in the zone, just like t- yarding it out and like making this nice like loop and making these nice patterns and making it all 
untangled and it was such a mess. Um, but I was like, oh, bless you. It took her like an hour to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that was like quick work of it because it was it was a mess. Yeah, it was a big mess. Well, what I, the other the other tip I'd have and sometimes you got to do this, but try not to pull the throw ball through. Oh, yeah. A loop. Because mm. as soon as you do that, the loops within the loops are no longer the answer. You, now they're you've knots. just tied a knot. <laughs> yeah. You know, and once you've tied a knot, you're probably adding a good 15 minutes to 30 minutes on to figuring out how that knot gets untied. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that that's always one of the uh, the adventures of, of throw ball. Is th- my, maybe my favorite is when you throw it and half of the throw ball goes up into the tree and wraps <laughs> around some sprouts. So you can't pull the knot down, and you can't get the throw ball to drop either. And it's like, ah, that's why you always carry another throw ball. <laughs> Never mm-hmm. go with one throw ball. <laughs> well, I've actually got three or four throw ball kits in my personal, like, climb kit. At the city, I've only got two. But, like, I've got three or four because I'm, A, I'm horrible at the throw ball. But, B, like... Get them stuck. Yeah, I carry three, two in my climb kit, and one sits in my rigging bag just in case. Yeah, <laughs> I remember last week when you got all three oh, yeah. of them stuck. right in the morning, <laughs> like it was right deep. away. Yeah, it was yeah. such a good day, yeah. <laughs> and it was like a small enough tree where I I was, it was, it was removal and like Thankfully, I could just start yeah. spurring, but man, that would be really comfortable to have a tie in, so mm. was, I'll take a shot or two. And just get, getting things stuck. <laughs> like, is like, it get my shot. spurs. Yeah, second shot, stuck again. He's like, all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, different kind of shot. <laughs> but did you guys learn throw ball right away? Like when I started climbing, it, it was push the line up with a pole saw. The throw ball only came out when we're doing a big conifer and the big shot came out. Other than that, it was like push your lineup with a pole saw and advance to the top of the tree that way. Throw ball never came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did, well, there was no throw ball then. Okay. So yeah. so me and Rob started in 98 and 2000, right? And, and I'm so, five years in. So. Yeah. And so when we first started, we had 40 foot. Uh, we actually had a wood extension ladder on one of the trucks and an aluminum extension, forty foot extension ladder on the other truck, and so every job that you were that was big <laughs> enough, you get the extension ladder off the top of the truck was just what you did when you showed up at the job, and then you'd bring you'd walk it like you know through their yard or over their deck or this giant heavy ladder. Oh, the wood one was the worst when it would rain; <laughs> it would uh, like triple so in weight. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you know and. And it's a 20 feet long, and you're, like, trying to weave between rhododendrons in someone's backyard, you know. <laughs> and then you'd pull that up to the top, and so then you would, you know, just climb to the top of the ladder, lanyard, and then, you know, I remember I remember a fir tree, I think you were on it with me, where I, I put the, you know, it was, it was probably, like, 60 feet up to the first branches. So you get your 40-foot extension ladder up, so you get there, and then you climb to the top, and you're standing on the top rung of the ladder, with your lanyard around the trunk, and then you got uh, pole saw sections, and you try to get your rope over the bottom branches with the pole saw sections. And so I get the rope over the bottom branches, I pull it down to me, and it was probably a good inch and a half. I don't know if you know what story I'm going to tell already, but I get it over, put it on, and I pull on it, and the branch just breaks. Uh, Oh, man. And so it was, was, you know, always, uh, it's a reminder for me. That was one of the first times I was always check your tie-ins. 
because it was probably inch and a half fir branches, and it was right up against the trunk. Wow! But it was just squirrel chewed to heck on the top Ooh. of it. Dang. And so you know, as soon as we pulled, the whole thing just came come down, and you just tuck into the side of the trunk, <laughs> you know, standing on top of a forty foot ladder. Well, I remember when we had the the ladders. Um, we were doing some big fir trees where it was too high to to get to the first limb, even with our longest extension ladder. So we used a ladder system where you chain one section of ladder to yeah. the tree, put the other section on, and then disconnect the one below it and put it above it and chain the ladder Whoa. to the tree all the way up. <laughs> and you just leapfrog what? the the extension be- pieces. On the freaking trunk of the tree. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, that, awesome. That's some old school trunk <laughs> yeah. picking trick right there. I I had forgot about that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, now that you yeah. say it, I remember it like it was yesterday because it's kind of a trip to do. That is cool. But and remember, I remember it's telling so you. Cowboy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't make them like they used to. I don't want to talk about throw ball anymore. <laughs> well, and then, yeah, and then you do that. You get your line set. You know, you'd be like 30 feet above you. And you just start body thrusting <laughs> with a blank stitch <laughs> off the top of a ladder with 30 oh, yeah. feet to go. And these ropes that, like, had tons of stretch in them. Mm. You know, so, like, w- yeah, when you get, like, 30, 40 feet of stretch and you're body thrusting up there. Yeah, it was. That, a, was, that was back before we knew the difference between climb lines and lower down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say he's joking, but. Uh, <laughs> what the, the system was, you get a new climb line and then you retire your old climb line to become the lower a down line. line. Yeah. And you change the color of the tape on the line. And so, exactly. uh, honestly, it works. We do the same. I do yeah. the same thing on my side business. Now, I don't, like, if I'm. It's like. Stuff, yeah, right? if I'm yeah. rigging big wood, then I I got the good stuff. Yeah, but I'm not going like to tagline or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You but for our first competition, we showed up with lower down ropes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We had brand new ropes. We had never used them in the. And they were like, no, no, those aren't for climbing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Back to uh, the bad news bears <laughs> competition. <laughs> Then we couldn't use our old cut ropes that were made for climbing. <laughs> Didn't we have to share a rope? I don't remember what we did there. I think we had one rope that Probably. passed that we shared. <laughs> yeah, it was that was a long time ago. It was good times. Yeah, good times. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But so yeah, then we um really what made the throw ball take off is when we or actually it was kind of a when we when we we had no, it was the other way. We had ascenders, and we'd never used them until we got the throw ball. But what the throw ball did is, you know, because we just had super old like Jumars, yeah. you know, and we never used them because if you're only setting a line thirty feet up, you're not going to ascend up thirty feet and then tie in your double rope system, you know, because we didn't have any of you know the the work we used, uh, you know, we just used the ascenders to get in. And so what made it so we started using the senders is when uh, Altenhoff started working with us probably in 2000, 2001. It was after 2000. Yeah. No, no, not too much later. PPCI started 2003. Yeah. And so it was probably 2001, 2002, somewhere in yeah, there. Altenhoff came on, and he showed us the throw ball, and he had all kinds of tricks with the senders, and so that kind of upped our game big time as far as uh, – you know, then 
Yeah, then we were accessing the tree like professionals. <laughs> we weren't just setting ladders up and hoping for the best. Just tying, we were, tying ladders together. And yeah, we weren't yeah. tying la- <laughs> ladders above ladders. You know. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what we were Grab the lower down slash climbing Yeah, the lower down. <laughs> climbing on your zingit yeah. <laughs> with your ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, those are those are some uh, old school nice. <laughs> stories. How did you? What were your first experiences of getting into uh, throw ball? Uh, so I started like Jamie and like you guys with the ladder, and then like a set or like advancing it with like a pole saw or whatever, right? But we had we always every one of our trucks carried a ladder on it, and they weren't wooden or anything; they were you know, modern aluminum ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we just set the, those up against the base of the tree, and then we'd like if it was a big fur, then we just try to reach up and reach the lowest whirl and then work our way up double roping from there. Um, and then we got throw balls and the throw balls or I got throw balls and the throw ball I got was like the shittiest, cheapest line that you could possibly buy on the market. So it had like a, I swear it was like a 20 pound test strength on it. So like you'd throw it up and you'd just try to like redirect it or something and it would break on you. So most of my time was spent like you'd, I'd have it for like a week and then it would break and then I'd have to get new stuff and then I'd have it for like a week and then it would break wow. and I'd get new stuff. Yeah, it was garbage so again why i use dynaglide because it doesn't break <laughs> you were scarred by that i line. was deeply scarred <laughs> did you guys use the uh like the black paracord before zing it like the 550 uh i super I, stretchy i have elastic? i i haven't been around that long no okay no i haven't okay. i haven't we we just had the just the um it was marlo i think that was okay. the one that i had and then the like the cheap Nice yeah. promo for Marlo. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't don't use don't use Marlo. Do not use Marlo. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, I thought we were getting sponsored, and you had to go ruin it. <laughs> you, you can edit that out. We used the five fifty cord for PTCI and huh. long sections. You know, we'd buy it in the thousand foot rolls, and um, it was amazing how dynamic it was. It would stretch like crazy. So if you got a shot hundred feet, hundred and fifty feet, and you're yanking on it you would pull on it like four or five feet of stretch and then if it like undone it would come shoot it like it would be like an elastic band pulling that you know pound freaking ball at you i yeah. got hit a couple times so hard yeah it damn near knocked me out I mean, it, it, it might have knocked me out and i just don't remember <laughs> i remember using that stretch to our advantage climbing those old growth furs where we couldn't get it over the crotch or whatever so we we yeah, preloaded yeah, that paracord yeah, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. yeah, it popped it up and over. But oh, totally. Pete, well, well, if you're if you're getting, you mean if the climbing line is up at the yeah, at yeah, the limb yeah. and then you use the elastic yeah. and then you pull down and up, yep. and totally. yeah. 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 yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then it, you have used dynamic throw line. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I don't use it. Yeah. But yeah. we don't yeah, actually like throw with it. That's sorry. That's my like. We use it to so we'll use fishing line and then we'll set the paracord with that and then so we don't actually throw with the paracord so when you're rigging big trees you're using the the black like 550 line yes yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. left in the tree after yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's the it's, it's the they're it's yeah the it's stuff. because yeah. they learned to do that from scott like yeah. we learned to do that from scott so uh real quick ptci which yeah. has been referenced a couple times is pacific tree climbing institute which was a recreational tree climbing company that uh, Scott and Robin and my mom started, and then Rob ran for, what, 10 years? Uh, oh, gosh. It, it was founded in 2003, so it's 18 years ago. 17 yeah. years ago. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, so, uh, tons of experience climbing huge old growth fir trees. Is that mostly what it was? It was just old growth climbs or did yeah. you like host yeah. climbs for kids in town or anything like that? Or is it? It was, well, we were taking the kids up into the old growth. Old growth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. We climbed like, like well over a hundred or hundreds of huge trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty wild. We climbed all over Oregon and, um, got to meet amazing people and share amazing experiences. You know, I guess one of the coolest, uh, kind of statistics from that was one year I spent more time on a rope than I did on the ground, including sleeping. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that not a lot of people. Same rope. That. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was, was it a rigging rope or a climbing? Rope? <laughs> lower down. Like you said, it wasn't the same rope. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I'm let's not get too deep into that right now because I think there's a whole episode on big tree climbing and mm. that Pacific tree climbing would be uh, a big part of. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to get Alton Hoff yeah, in here great. and and do that then. Share some lies. <laughs> That's what this is about, man. Um, so uh, let's let's kind of take the momentum of that and go into different ways people access. You know, we've gone we've gone pretty in deep depth with Crowball. One of the things that why Scott is you know is such a badass is he's you know when he was showing us how to throw ball in two thousand one, we were uh, he was already using slingshots and, and bow and arrows. You know, so there's two other things uh, people use uh, slingshots and bow and arrows. Uh, you know, we got air cannons, peop- there's the captain hook, grappling hook, which is not an access way. You're not supposed to use that as a primary safety, but, you know, you're not. you might swing from one tree <laughs> to another and you're accessing that tree because you have that grappling hook to throw over there, you know. So there's there's lots of ways uh, that people are doing this. I worked with Urban Arbor Care last week, and his younger brother built him an air cannon for the throw ball, and it was sweet, and it worked out really nice. Really? Yeah, nice. Accessing, the, accessing these big furs. I think he put, like, 100 psi in it or something and was shooting <laughs> over the top of this you know 100 foot furs <laughs> so we had to dial it back a little bit yeah it the was cool crack me up it looks like a souped up t-shirt gun <laughs> yeah it's it pretty much is yeah have, have you guys any of you guys used the an air cannon no i, I just watched it Either yeah. Yeah. i actually i actually got someone on here i can give a call real quick and uh he he bought the the one that you can get on tree stuff you guys want to call him up and see what he thinks of it sure yeah. all right yeah, this works. All right. We're gonna uh we're gonna try to make this work and okay, come on, Will. It's a little later than uh, I think. Hello? Hey Will, how's it going? Hey Andrew. Right on. So uh you're on here with uh me, Jamie, Corey, and Becca. Um I got Rob here also, but we don't have enough headphones so i don't know that he can hear (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh, well thanks for having me yeah definitely definitely we were uh talking about throw ball uh just canopy access techniques and uh uh yeah we we uh we're looking at different canopy access techniques and none of us have used the air cannon and i know you've used the air cannon um, so we were, we were hoping to get a little, uh, feedback on how that actually works. Uh, but before we uh, get into that, 
we have three questions that we ask anybody who comes on this show. So sure. uh, the first question is, uh, what's your favorite tree? I'd say Oregon white oak. Nice. Good That's choice. Solid. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> uh, just the structure. Um, one of the first trees I ever climbed. Nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly why that one speaks to me, but uh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and then, what's your uh, what's your favorite climbing technique? Ooh, well, the latest toy I got was a rope runner. So, I mean, SRT on the rope runner is probably my favorite right now. But uh, yeah, that's tough. I really like uh, hitch climber setup. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess it's probably a tie between hitch climber and rope runner. Nice. Yeah, I I uh, got that rope runner also, and uh, it, it's all I use when I have it on me. You know, I, I, yeah, I've found it's great for uh, single rope or double rope. Or I mean, how many people here have the uh, rope runner? I, I do. Mean, yeah, I got one too. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the only odd man out. And you're, you're about to get I'm one. I'm about to get one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean just ordered everybody nice. at the city rope runners. Nice. So, nice. yeah, we're, nice. we're definitely fans of rope runners here. <laughs> All right. And cool. then uh, the last question is, what are you wearing? That's oh, <laughs> uh, some uh, generic rain pants from Amazon <laughs> and like uh, it's weird though because I'm wearing an Arc'teryx sweater so I've, it's like a, a weird uh, mismatch I've got going here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. You sound well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You get points for that. Yeah. Style points. <laughs> right on. So <laughs> when I uh, when I I think it was the last time I saw you uh, we were dumping chips over at your place and you were telling me you just got the air cannon and you, I don't know if you had used it very much or if you knew much about it, but I'm assuming by now you've probably used it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit by now. Nice. What, what, what do you, what do you like about it? What do you think of it? Um, you know, I like it, but I'm like, I almost sent it back a couple times. <laughs> so yeah. like, I can't recommend it, but it's got like my pros list is uh, it shoots higher than anything else I have. Um, like tried throwing handheld slingshot, big shot. I've got a rogue sidewinder slingshot. I, I built my own uh, air cannon, um, and it shoots higher than anything I've I've tried so far. Nice. Um, so that's you know that's a major plus. Uh, how high it, does it go? It seems uh, about 150, 170. That's just based on the line it's pulling. And, you know, it's not like, like the line's kind of like coiling too. So it's hard to, I haven't measured exactly, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. just estimating based on the line it's pulling. But if you're getting anywhere near 150 to 170, that, that you know, that's a serious shot. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, their ads claim 250 plus, and there's just no way it's not hitting anywhere near that. And on Cheryl, on the Cheryl website, they list it as 100 plus. So, um, but I, I mean, I'm super happy with the height it is getting. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious how much work goes into actually, because 
you pump it up with a bike pump. Is that right? Yeah, I bought a uh, cordless. It looks like a cordless drill, but it's a air compressor. So that speeds it up a little bit, um, and you don't have to carry around the bike pump with you. But um, yeah, it it definitely takes longer to set up than a big shot. Like you 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 gotta attach the barrel to it, um, pump it up, uh, you know, and then I guess line up your shot. But yeah, it's, it's pretty simple, but it does take longer than a big shot. Yeah, yeah, still still sounds pretty interesting if you're hitting that high. What's your frustrations with it? You said you were going to send it back a few times. Um, well, first of all, it doesn't shoot anywhere near 250, like they claimed. Uh, but honestly, I didn't really expect it to get that high. It seemed kind of unbelievable in the first place. Um, I mean, it takes longer to set up. Uh, the, the Schrader valve clogged after just a few uses. I had to take the valve core out and clear the valve. Um, that hasn't happened since then though. It's kind of weird. I don't know if, uh, just a random piece of something got in there or what, but, um, the barrel, the PVC barrel broke once when I dropped it. Uh, but DTX, uh, the company's called DTX Tooling. They sent me a brand new barrel, like completely free of charge. And I emailed them and I told them that I dropped it and it was basically my fault and they still sent me another one free. So oh, that's cool. That's pretty I cool. mean, yeah, it's a good company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's an awkward design. It's uh, it's designed to be fired from the shoulder, but it, it actually works better being fired from the ground. But it's got the way it's designed that it kind of digs into the ground while you're firing it. So you have to like kind of set up a base for it uh, to to fire off of. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and it's designed. Shot off the shoulder, Sorry, but no. it digs into the ground. <laughs> well, maybe if it was yeah. shot off the shoulder, it could shoot 250 feet up in the air. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it. Uh, it's just—it's super awkward from the shoulder. I just—I had much better luck, sort of uh, sitting cross-legged with it just in front of me. Um, and it's super loud compared to a slingshot. It's really, really loud if you're in the woods. Um, I was doing some hawkery nesting with uh, the Raptor Center and fired it off and realized when it like echoed through the whole woods how, you know, uh, traumatic that would be for the, the hawks. So, oh, uh, there, you know, you got to think about that. It, it'd be fine. Most, most case scenarios would be fine, but uh, that's kind of the downside. Yeah, it's, it's heavy, bulky. Uh, it kind of looks like truck. It, it gets a lot of attention from people. Oh, yeah, like, um, <laughs> I think more, more than a slingshot. Like, yeah, yeah. If you're, you know, climbing in a city park or something, people want to know what that thing is. <laughs> Are um, my children safe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't blame them, you know. <laughs> yeah. Is it pretty accurate, but, uh, the shots that you get? It is with practice. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, the one I built, you pull the lever back. And I think the APTA, tree stuff APTA, I think the lever pulls back. And this one, it's, you push the lever out to fire it. So it's kind of like counterintuitive the way it fires. But with practice, it does, it, it's pretty accurate once you get it down. Nice. Uh, does it shoot T-shirts? Can you use a T-shirt cannon? Oh. <laughs> I haven't tried T-shirts yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to make it. What, what have you shot out of there? 
Throwback so far, but you guys are really tempting me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, try we, a golf ball. Yeah, we, we might need to. Uh, we might need to take this podcast on the road and <laughs> do some uh, field research. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know with the big shot, that's you know, if I found a golf ball when I had the big shot, I would say that as soon as I was in a safe spot to launch a golf ball, man, we'd we'd send them flying. <laughs> I love doing work, nice. work at golf courses just for that reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Sweet. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to kind of add on to it or any other questions anybody's got? Uh, yeah, I think I, I pretty much covered anything, but I can answer any questions. I'm all good. Yeah. Sweet. Right on. No, I'm cool. I learned more about it than I knew for sure. And thanks yeah. for, uh, and you know, it was interesting kind of hearing about the stuff you had to fix. And, uh, it was good to hear though, that they were able to, you know, that they worked with you so much. And even though you weren't trying to, you know, k- call it a faulty product, they still sent you the, uh, replacement part for free. And uh, th- that will definitely yeah. earn a loyal customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gave them some really good reviews after that. So nice. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, answering our questions. And, you know, when this whole COVID thing's over, we'll have to uh, have you on in person. And uh, we can, uh, if you have anything, any episode you wanted to talk about, or we can go, you know, I know that you do a lot of recreational tree climbing, so it could be fun just to uh, go climb a tree sometime. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Nice to talk to you all. and Have a good night. Awesome. Thank you. We'll take it easy. Thanks, man. We, cool. our first guest on uh, Tree Thing. <laughs> uh, hey. Nice. Right I, on. I'm shocked he hasn't shot anything aside from, uh, that would be the first the, the thing. Very I would first, yeah, the like very first thing. Yeah. yeah. I would open up the box and start shoving a t-shirt. <laughs> in. <laughs> putting pine cones in there. Yeah. Putting marshmallows in there. Did anyone have those potato cannons growing up? That's what it always reminds me of. Oh, yeah. So the first time I ever thought about launching a throw ball with an air cannon was a potato gun. Uh, it was uh, with my buddy Brett. He was renting a, a room from a guy that had this amazing property, and his he had this badass, homemade, probably extremely dangerous. How big it was, and how much hairspray we were putting in it, how far we were launching potatoes. But uh, I was like, oh, I think we could really, you know, designed right. We could set some lines with this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Never made it. Never made it. Flaming throw balls going to the top of the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't safe. All you're doing is shooting potatoes at trees. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Which was pretty awesome, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I'm glad. It's it's cool that they came out with that. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was neat. I like like the big shot in terms of, like, these types of tools. I think the big, big shot's pretty pretty legitimate and yeah. i'm i'm glad that we just called him too because he brought up something i was curious about which was how loud it would be when yeah. it shoots yeah. yeah um and yeah the consideration there For i mean sure. we already a lot of what we do is like pretty loud anyways so and it's not always the most savory thing for clients or people passing by or even uh, ourselves so yeah yeah it's kind of nice to keep that to a minimum Without trying it, I would, I would, yeah. from, you know, the conversation, it sounds like, I don't know that it's really something I would want to use in a day-to-day mm-hmm. kind of business, it, you know, because anything that you, any of the work you do in town, you're good with a big shot. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, if you if you're having trouble throwing, get a big shot. You'll be able to hit ninety nine percent of the stuff in town. And then if you're out in the woods, and you're in the woods, you know, then uh, then you want a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, you want a, a, a slingshot, and and you know you probably don't want to be carting in this a bike pump and everything that goes into that. So it, it just seems like it's kind of in this in between spot where it doesn't really. It's more of like a novelty thing. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to have an air cannon. I mean, who doesn't want an air cannon? I know. Like, I would not. I would be be upset if I had one. It'd be good for (laughs) advertising. Like, if you could like commit to it for a certain amount of time, like he's saying, like a lot of people just like see it and are like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. I could see it. You could get uh, t-shirts with your logo and shoot them at people. (laughs) 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 Shoot them in people's backyards. I'm sure they'd love that. I mean, if it can get a throw ball 120 (laughs) feet into a tree, it's probably got some (laughs) gusto. It's got some chaps on it. But uh, no, I'm I'm glad we talked to Will. He's a pretty cool guy. He does a lot of uh, rec climbing and, um, you know, he's he's always down to volunteer. He works with the Raptor Center a lot and... uh, He's a pretty cool guy, so uh, I'm sure we'll hear from him again. And uh, uh, but you know, right now we're kind of going on different different types of gear that you use for it. And uh, I'm I want to kind of ask you, Rob, what what are your thoughts on uh, bow and arrow and some of the kind of access in the woods? Because I know your time with PTCI, you're yeah. one of the the uh, really you're one of the experts in that department. Uh, you know, my bow and arrow worked really well. Um, it would shoot, you know, well over 200 feet up, um, fairly accurately. You do it a lot. You get good at it. Same as everything else. The more you do it, the better you get. Um, but it, it's a lot more time consuming and, you know, you gotta get the arrow up and get the arrow down and then tie your P cord on and pull it in to make sure it's a good line. It could take an hour or two easily just to get one shot. And there's days where I spent a whole day getting one shot, you know, and, and um, these days, I think that the crossbow is what a lot of people are using. Um, <clears throat> the folks I know up at the McKenzie that are doing big tree climbs are using a crossbow for their rope access. Um, is it fishing line on there? Yeah. That's the setup? Is there yeah. like a reel? Yeah. I, I haven't seen. Yeah, so what setup. I did when I built my bow was I got a like a hunting compound bow for hunting. And there's like a bolt that the uh, there's like a, a equalizer, like a stabilizer. I think it's a yeah. counterweight that goes on the yeah, front. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It sticks out the front. Yeah, yeah there's, yeah. there's mm-hmm. like a stabilizer. And I just mounted a fishing reel onto the stabilizer with hose clamps and then took like a, um, like a piece of metal that routed the fishing line away from the reel and then back to the back of the arrow so that it, it was pretty clean. Um, I, I think my success was probably similar to a big shot in terms of having a successful shot. Um, but the the big pain was trying to like untangle the fishing line from the sticks on the ground in an old growth forest with like Oregon grape and Salal and all that kind of stuff trying to, Trying to work around that was really hard. So one thing that was super helpful was bringing like tarps oh, to, yeah. to flake yeah. the, cool. you know, flake the fishing line and the, the zingit and whatnot on. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Did the 
arrow come down okay? I'm at fishing line, there's probably no friction, and it would come down. But it I imagine did and it, it didn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a challenge for sure. It, it was just as hard as a throw ball in the... Um, yeah, that that was definitely challenging, and I the, lost a lot of arrows. The throw, you know, because the you think about the weight of an arrow, so there yeah, it's you know, the, there's not a lot of friction on the throw ball line, but there the arrow is uh, so light. The other thing that I remember uh, when when I used your bow is you'd shoot it, and you know, like if you're using the big shot and it gets caught up, you just it, you know it, it sucks, but you got to do it again. But if you're using a compound bow and you shoot it, it just breaks the fishing line and your arrow's yeah. gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That, yeah, you got to sure. you got to make sure it's dialed in and you you got it figured out when you're using it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the bow works real good though. It, definitely served its purpose and can go real high yeah Yeah. it you know it 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 has its purpose you know when you're climbing big trees out in the woods you can't be having a bow and arrow a matter of fact you have to have a bow and arrow or a crossbow or some one of those kind of advanced shot uh piece of equipment i man, just spur it yeah or yeah (laughs) or or there's Corey and his spurs (laughs) um but you know, it uh, everything's got its spot. The you you don't need a bow and arrow if you're in town. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you need a t-shirt gun in town either. No, I don't I think, think the cops will show up if you're running around with a bow and arrow in town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what? I'm doing tree work. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last piece of gear I think we should talk about a little bit, unless you guys think of something I'm missing, is the captain hook. It it if nothing else, just because they're awesome, and I'll bring them up because they're cool. Um, I think we should just moving forward on the show. We should just have a Captain Hook segment where we just talk about the Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, so Dad made him a custom one. Awesome! Oh, yeah. sweet, yeah, sweet, yeah. yeah. When it comes to the the uh, grappling hooks, I used to use a grappling hook up in the canopy of the old growth trees when I was rigging them because I would bring in like a separate throw ball pouch. For advancing from limb to limb after you're in the canopy, I would use the throw ball to get to the next limb in the canopy. And a lot of the time, the rope, the throw ball would come down like 10 or 15 feet away from where I could reach to. So then I would use like a small grappling hook oh, yep. to throw and grab the, the throw ball and get it back to me to be able to pull my double rope in. Yeah. Cool. So... That, that's my, I never used the new grappling hook. Yeah. I, that's how I always use it. I bought one for, I was contracted out to do a job. We were high girdling fir trees for bird habitat. It was 183 trees to do. I wasn't there for the whole project, but it was, I think it was two weeks ago now. I did three straight days and we would go up, spike up, and then throw into the closest tree you know they were all marked there were certain trees so sometimes you would just get one and come down but there were points i think the most my buddy charles did five trees without you know without hitting the ground you know and covering a huge distance yeah i did four without hitting the ground Um, our efficiency just went way up because the first day on the project we were just spiking up and down you know go up double rope in come down move on to the next tree and I was like, dude, we should get captain hooks for this. And yeah, yeah. Our, we went from ten trees a day per guy on per person on average. And I think the next day I 
you know, next time when I had the captain hook, I think I did 14. Charles probably did 16 or something, you know, like we were cruising. It was awesome. But man, is it crazy to be, these trees were tall, like forest grown firs, like just super tall and skinny to be a hundred plus feet up in the middle of two trees, you know, that are 30, (laughs) 40 feet apart, you know, (laughs) just hanging there going. It's fun, but man, toss it over and look. Trees just kind of pull together yeah. as you're tensioning the lines, and then here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. moment of truth, the moment of just yeah. like, all right. It was fun. It was the perfect tool for that job. Like I said, up, cool. upped our efficiency like crazy. <laughs> Definitely something to get used to, though. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah, a post that I think Charles put on Instagram, and he's like, yep, Jamie did that tree, that tree, that tree, that tree, and hasn't come down yet. Yeah. It's like, dang. Yeah. Go get him, buddy. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but frustrating. So it it will grab everything you don't want it to, and when you want it to grab, it is very hard to get really? it to grab. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. like the throw ball. I think it's a sentient thing. <laughs> it has yeah. its little mind of its own. Yeah. I feel like that's really the strong place of the, the captain's hook, though. I've used it in... Uh, uh, deciduous like broadleaf trees before and it i mean it works it's it's great but i think like climbing multiple firs and like moving between like firs or like you know pines or whatever that's like that is what the captain yeah is, like perfect for or yeah. big sprawled out tree charles used it recently on this black oak and it was just like no high tie-in super hard to get this end weight cut over a house and he used it as this work positioning tool that just you know got him right where he needed to so yeah it's it's a cool tool has its place for sure I, I did the same thing on that uh, oak that we removed a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was setting up a pulley on one side of this canopy, and then the other side of the canopy, I wanted to get another pulley to rig it off of both of them. And so instead of spurring, you know, spurring up one, setting it up, going down and going up and doing it, I was able to do do the one and then just toss out the captain hook, hook it, and then pull myself over to the, you know, it, it saved me a lot of work there. And, nice. and it was I had just gotten it in the mail Two days earlier, so, oh, so it was all shiny. It, it, yeah, brand new toy. Yeah. Yeah. Was it you know, like Jones pilgrimage. I, yeah, I felt like goddamn Batman up there. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, what do you use? So when you're when you're moving out on the cabin, it's like, what do you guys use for your like progress capture? Is there like a friction hitch? Or? So I just had a question. hitch and a pulley, but then I found like that hitch would get too tight. So when you wanted to break it, I mean, you know, it wasn't pleasant. So then I, I added a rope wrench to it. It'd be cool to have an SRT device like a Unisender or an Akimbo or something or a Grigri. Grigri, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a foot ascender would have been nice. I got caught out in no man's land once and I was like, dang, dude, I wish I had a foot ascender. <laughs> <on right now." laughs> I made it work. But yeah. Yeah, I yeah I put I ended up putting a rope wrench and a hitch on it. Nice. I, uh... When I when I did that traverse, I just used an ascender to just keep you know pull myself out. But I think I'm gonna I have an old unisender mm-hmm. that you know it, it works great. It's just pretty old and starting to rub. So I was like, ah, the new uh, rope runner's out. You know, I'm just gonna uh, start using upgrade. But I think I'm gonna put that unisender on my captain's hook after you mentioned that. Sweet, that's, that's a really good idea. Isn't it so cool how there are so many different ways that you can put like this little puzzle together of how oh, to yeah. solve a problem oh. because there's so much cool stuff out there. Yeah. And well, so many different ways to do the same thing. And we all, yeah, this is so. And that's what this is all about. Uh-huh. You know, we, we all have different ways of doing it, different experiences. And uh, when I think 
<clears throat> it really shined when we we just uh, well we were, were we are Team Eugene. We just did the rally rescue, and uh, it really shined there. Where all these different ways of doing it, we'd sit down and just brainstorm these ideas and go over them. And uh, I think we got a lot of inspiration of that of just like hey let let's share our knowledge. And so I mean I think that's what we're getting into uh, with this podcast. It you know has potential to be a pretty cool thing. Um. We've already kind of transitioned. The next thing that, uh, you know, I was looking at talking about was, uh, you know, gear. And, you know, we've been doing that with the different ways we access canopies, throw balls, bow and arrows, you know, air cannons, <laughs> captain hooks. And we have a cool job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we didn't really talk about, uh, on that topic, we didn't really talk about, like, throw weights themselves. Like, do we have, like, a specific brand or anything? Like, we talked about a lot about the throw line. Yeah. But, like, specific brand of, like, throw weights. Anybody yeah. have favorites? or? We got into the weight a little bit for function, but we didn't really get into favorites. And uh, that's a good point. Uh, you know, right now I mainly have the notch ones. Mm -hmm. I like how bright the colors all are because I'm – horrible about losing right. my throw line or throw ball you know you you take it down you take it off to put your rope on and then pull it through and then you're like oh where the hell did i <laughs> i have the notch ones too but as long as it's that style i don't think it like i used to have weaver ones or whatever yeah right. i don't think it really makes a difference to me but that style for yeah. sure because there's like the big balls or like yeah you know, mm -hmm. i, I think there's like rubber plastic ones now that, that are out yeah, yeah. See, and then rock climbing but not yeah, they they just came out with them for tree climbing. Actually, oh. there was this dude in Southern Oregon who made one that he he said you cannot get this stuck in a crotch, and he called it the crotch weasel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sick. And it was just name. like it was like a cylinder, like a really slender cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I, his prototype cool. was like made out of old fire hose or something. Yeah, <laughs> he gave me one, and I never used it. <laughs> With, with those, you can keep your through it once. <laughs> Sorry, man. I don't, I don't really dig this. With those, I feel like it's just they're like so rigid and like even the like plasticky like bouncy ones. I feel mm -hmm. like they'll just like bounce all over the tree and you won't actually be able to like get a shot. Yeah. They'll just be ping pong and or uh, like, like Corey was saying, you can get a knot and throw like stuff in crowd. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Exactly. It could be like nothing, and but. I'm pretty sure you... I think he said, if you get it stuck, you'll get another one for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I, I do like... I prefer the notch ones, personally, myself, just because it's... I like how co they're color-coded. It yep. it's, does all the right things for my brain, and yep. they have all those attachment the attachment points at the bottom, so you can... Oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, 10-ounce. It's not even... I don't call it 10 ounces. I call it purple, you know? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Get the I bet that's because I'm a kindergartner and I, <laughs> yeah. I have jelly beans for dinner. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, f I found some of the throw balls. So, like the notch ones and like the Cheryl ones, they have the ring on the top, but some of them mm. have like a, a D on the top of them. Um, yeah. And those, I I do not like those like at all. The the ones that I just got actually for work, the um, I think they're Wesper ones, but they have the D on the top. And I was like, I was playing around with it, and I I tossed it, and then I, it came back down to the ground, and I noticed it like cranked a little bit and i'm like oh this is i don't like this yeah Ooh. not a fan yeah no that that doesn't sound good no. i could see it swiveling and then having the flat edge trying to pull that through a crotch you know i'm sure they tested it you'd like to think but yeah, yeah. It, in my mind i could see how that would go wrong i think we're the testers yeah how about cubes Oh, yeah. Oh, the circle or the square? That old question. Yeah. 
The circle or the square? Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it got close to it. Dang. Yeah. I, I, go, I go with the planting pot. The planting pot. Yeah. 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 Nice. The okay. old bucket. So that's <laughs> a, that's another thing we got made for at the competitions yeah. is we would, we, uh, and I think I still have one in the garage, but uh, for throw ball, we would take the old milk carton and then we'd just cut the top out of the milk carton so you have a handle and we'd just feed it right into the milk carton because it doesn't take much space in a gearbox. You know, you can just pull it out out of it it's honestly it's not the best because it's a uh, small entrance and so you're feeding it into this little area but uh we did those for years and people used to give us all kinds of shit because we you know we had old milk cartons and duct tape showed up with rigging ropes to climb on <laughs> but the, but we always then we'd always you know we'd represent for oh, ourselves yeah, we always great. did pretty good so you know you can only make yeah, fun so much yeah. <laughs> well i guess there's something to that milk carton duct tape. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. we just got a lot of heart yeah, yeah. exactly got yeah. Gumption. Yeah. i feel like when it comes with throw ball there's or uh, throw, throw cubes. Like, when you co- talk about the square ones, there's two types. There's <laughs> the fall timer, and then there's everything else. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I, have never, yep. I have never found uh, a throw cube before the fall timer that would actually stand up and would actually not punch through the corners within, like, a week and a half. That pink one I have, Treasers. I love it. So solid. Really? Yeah, I think it's, like... They figured out whatever fall timer figured out, and the corners just, don't just, pop out. Just it's put super more, rigid just put and more stuff really in the corners. nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that pink one. It makes me happy when I see you with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I used the, well, it was Eric's. <laughs> that Stein that's just pretty standard they have it yeah. most places um and my only qualm with it is it does not handle being run over <laughs> and dragged very well <laughs> um same with the the cheryl tree one kind of does the same it's it just after a couple of years it just collapses on itself which is kind of a pain but a couple of years couple months same yeah year. same thing <laughs> right yeah. um but the circles are not – I do like the way that the cubes, like the squares, fold up, and it's like this nice little – it's like folding a little it, flag. And it holds it all together it's so it doesn't tangle yeah. as much. You know, Seamless. Shift, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty cool. Plus, you just feel like a badass when you're opening and closing it yeah. when it's yeah. brand new, yeah. and you're just like, oh, yeah. And it's always fun to give to your buddy and be like, can you open this for me? And just like, <laughs> 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 can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I've actually got one of the, the oval ones that I had mm. before I got the fall timer. Because, again, I was just so frustrated with the square ones, like punching out the corners. I got the Edelrid. Uh, I don't remember the actual name of it, but it's the only one Edelrid makes. And it was it's the same width or the same length as a regular, like a fall timer throw cube, but it's not as wide. So that's what's really frustrating because you really have to be deliberate. Like you have to do it in ovals, basically. And otherwise, it'll just all tangle up. But otherwise, like, it wouldn't break apart, so that was kind of nice. That is a plus. And it folds up a lot smaller. It's just made me think, for some reason, how frustrating it is when someone else stores your throw line. (laughs) Because everyone does stuff a little differently. (laughs) Why would you do that? (laughs) You wind up with knots in your throw line when you lend it to certain people. Damn, that was evil. (laughs) So have have any of you guys seen the uh, the tarps that they have, where it's like a tarp, 
Yeah, I don't see him very... They, they were around for like a little while, and then the throw cube came out, and you never saw him anymore. <laughs> but it'd be a tarp that you just feed your throw line into, and then you'd fold it up and roll it up in a way where it would hold it all in place. And then you just roll out the whole tarp there, and your throw line would just be laid out. Huh. I, I have those for ropes, but I've never seen them for throw lines because I've got some of those like tarp rope bag things, but yeah. I've never seen them throw, for throw lines. I've never do used it, one. I think, but I think there must be a reason also why when the cubes came out, they kind of yeah maybe the market. By maybe it's because like folding up a throw cu- or a throw line just tangled it up into. <laughs> that sounds like a mess. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like <laughs> that. That's kind of that's why I never used it because it's like <laughs> oh you just pile it up and then not. They're like, how about you just store it in a blender? <laughs> <laughs> Shove it in your pocket. Yeah, just put it in your pocket. With yeah. <laughs> So you want to use pocket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Love that. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, there's obviously like the old school bag that people use, yeah. but I can't think of any other uh, storage device. I actually use uh, like rock climbing chalk bags. So like when I'm up in the tree and I have like a, th- uh, if I want to throw a line to like ascend a line or like redirect or whatever, I can take that up with me. It's small, compact. It doesn't pay nice. out very well because it's not a throw cube, but. I use those but for keeping it on you. For keeping it on mm-hmm. you, yeah. Which reminds That's me, clever. the I can't remember what it was, but there was an old uh, fly reel that people were using where they you could put I can't remember how much, but like thirty feet of line or something would wind up in it, and you could pull it out, and it would hold. It would have a progress capture, so you could pull out as much as you wanted. So in the tree, you could use it, but then you'd hit a button, and it just suck it all back in real quick. I've I've seen, I swear I saw a climber on YouTube do do that. People are using like uh, chalk line, like yeah, a DeWalt, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah like, like you have in the uh, boom truck, boom truck, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But this had a mechanical thing, yeah, yeah. Where you just hit the button and just so suck all the line up. That's like they had that one little line retractor, the battery powered, like yeah. you hit a button and it and it pulls the throw line. Oh uh, yeah, to stow yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I've heard they're I've cool. One, no, I wonder if they work. Yeah. Oh. I've I've heard they're cool if the it's a brand new line. As yeah. soon as you get like little frays oh, yeah. and knots and you know dirt on it, it just jams it Probably up. Probably does. It yeah. doesn't work good. But if it's a brand new line, it's uh, you know amazing. But I always thought it'd be great to have one of those uh, things when they're long line and tuna on the fishing boats. You know, they wrap it around that wheel and it sucks the fish in real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be really cool. To <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. <laughs> 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 you wrap it around the wheel and it pulls your rope in real quick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. You're onto something right I there. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something like awesome and cathartic though to just pulling your rope over. That's true. It's just yeah. yeah it's like a whole. It's a part of the process. It's, it's satisfying. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Especially if you like when you're getting over the the actual crotch. If there's like some, you're like ah. <laughs> well, and you know how it is. It's not your line is not set until you're holding both ends of the rope. Yeah. You know, you have people get the <laughs> oh shot, boy, yeah. and then they say, "Oh, I got my shot." <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No. Like half that's the battle yeah. is getting the rope <laughs> yeah. in. Yep. So I think that's what it is. when you can finally reach up and grab that rope, it's mm-hmm. like mission complete. Yeah. You know. A couple of weeks ago, Nate and I were out um, doing that Warner Oak. I think Sperry worked on it too. It had some. Yeah. It was a. Uh, had this big storm tear. It was a really cool tree. But at any rate, Nate was trying to do some weight reduction. So he, <laughs> he like, threw some zingit and, you know, the line, it seemed to have been set. And then as soon as he attached his rope and pulled it through, it just, like, right where the rope was attached to the throw line, oh, yeah. 
it just like was like nah, oh. and it broke. If he would have used Dynaglide, that wouldn't happen. So that's the funny <laughs> thing. Okay, so we were, he was like, "Zing it!" And he's like, "Zing Nate it!" Nate can't tie knots. <laughs> zing it, whatever, zing it. I'm busting out the Dynaglide. Yeah. It's like been used twice. Nice, fresh, fresh Dynaglide, and he does the same, makes the exact same shot, puts the exact same rope, pulls it through. <laughs> and it breaks again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, man, yeah, the Dynaglide oh broke. Oh like I said, God. Nate can't it's tie a knot, apparently. <laughs> well, he did the knot. It was like the, the, the actual, <laughs> yeah, the it, line it was, broke. It was clearly not Dynaglide. It was not It was like It was probably Marlo. <laughs> Marlo probably stuck something in there. Oh, <laughs> he's like, damn, squirrels. <laughs> like, there's squirrels up there. I don't know. Up until this, yeah. I was getting ready to start climbing up. <laughs> Start yeah. climbing on Dino Glide. <laughs> it was really funny wow. though. Yeah, he, oh, he, he, you'll see if you check out his Instagram. He's got like a picture because he took he, when the zing it broke. He's like weak sauce, and then like twenty minutes later, that happened with the Dino Glide. He's like, okay, it's not the line; it's the the crotch here, <laughs> or maybe it's me. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny though. Right on. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think. It it feels like we've covered about all the the gear and uh, whatnot. I don't know. There's there's the technique of uh, when you're when you got like if you're pulling a bull rope in, or if it's like a 150 foot shot, and you got to pull really really hard. Then like I like to like wrap the throw line underneath my my elbow and pull down. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, oh. Then and like pull down, grab higher, wrap it around under my elbow, and pull down. Oh yeah, right. but like that's that's also a challenging thing that everybody has to do. Yeah. If you totally. got a super hard pull line to throw yeah. line to pull in, what's yeah. the best way? Is it just like I I like to use my boots. So I'll just the take boot. the take the tip of my boot. We have safety toes at work, so like yeah. it doesn't like crush your feet. Because <laughs> I've used them, I've done it with like the non-safety toe and it just like kind of crushes your foot yeah. but you just wrap it around like you take the line you wrap it around like between your your toe and then your your heel wrap yeah. it around like however many times and then you just walk away from the tree and then you have your like your full weight to like pull on it and you can just you you'll break the throw line nice. yeah nate showed me a trick where he uses a figure eight nice um and you just kind of oh, that's a good that's yeah. cool and then he pulls on the yeah, that's so cool. What Flutter. I do is it's I do a, I do a Munther hitch on a carabiner because you can mm. kind of grab the yeah. carabiner. So yeah. I'll I'll put the Munther hitch and then I just run, you know, because then you can run it, you up, can run it up and, and then you down. you kind of grab yeah, it and you can true. grab with the other hand and then you can pull down and then you run it yeah. up. Which would pull down? Same idea up, with the down. figure eight. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's cool. very similar. You just kind of like. Yeah. The the thing is, I like I. I almost always have a, a carabiner a on me. Mm -hmm. I'll keep one in my pocket or my belt because you just never know when you're going to need a carabiner. And so when I'm throw balling, I just grab that carabiner. I already have it on me. Munther nice. hitch, pull, pull, and and uh, when it's when it's really stuck, I'll do this. I'll do the Munther hitch. I'll put it up, and then I'll wrap it around my elbow, like oh, nice, you know, because nice, nice. I mean. Yeah, That's the thing about me and Rob, our climbing style is <laughs> <laughs> pretty similar. It turns it's out in your DNA. Yeah, Co-evolution. Co yeah, <laughs> when, when you're running from the same people at the same time, you know, and, and then trading ideas while you do it, right. you know, these things totally. happen. But, uh, you know, so, you know, I'll push it up, wrap it around my elbow, and then pull down with both. And, but that good point, nice. that that yeah. is one of those things about throw ball that uh, – there's going to be that time, you know. Oh, yeah. And with a Munther hitch wrapped around your elbow, you can break the zing it. 
Nice. Guaranteed. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it's that stuck, you're going to, you know, it's it's going. Not Dynaglide. Not Dynaglide. No. No, I'll, br- I'll break some Dynaglide. Okay, Corey, I'll break we're going to have to write an email. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty he, sure there was a squirrel with a knife up in the That's top exactly there. what he's saying. He's blaming it on the squirrels. Yeah. First time it was Zing's fault. Second time it was the squirrel's fault. Because yeah, yeah. Dynaglide doesn't break. No. <laughs> nice. Good point, Mike. Good point. Good add-on. Um, anything, anything anybody else can think of? Man, this has been Are you going through more topics, or can I just throw stuff out there? Uh, yeah, whatever whatever you got. I mean, oh, yeah. what I'm thinking is we'll go from here to closing thoughts. Uh, to be honest, I don't really want to call Garrett. The kids are going to bust in here yeah, pretty yeah, soon, yeah. and it's going to get real noisy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I got my favorite trick is double bagging. Like, once I learned how to do that, yeah. I pretty much – it feels like I use it every single day, where you'll hit – you're going for a crotch, but your throw ball goes higher than the crotch you want. Typically, I'll aim higher just because I can use this trick all the time. <clears throat> you get uh, one end of the throw line to where it's just it's butting up against the crotch. Like if you were to pull, it would it would go above it, you know. And then you attach a second throw line to that throw ball, and as you pull up, once it hits the crotch you want and goes over, you drop it, and then you've isolated that second line. You know, and I use that just every day. Once I learned that, like I remember seeing it, not really understanding it, and then like trying it and understanding it, and yeah, every day since then, it's, it's a, a total game changer. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's great. I, I've done it where you th- you throw it like in a wide spreading tree. You can set multiple yeah. lines. You throw over two good crotches, and then the the throw balls drop down in between, mm-hmm. and you and your buddy got a line. Or you've got a line, and if you're going to have to go from one side to the other, you can use that other line to help pull you across the canopy. Yeah, so I are saw. You talking about two separate throw balls. Yep, two. Or the yep, two, two th- balls on one throw side? balls and throw lines. Okay. So you throw with one cube. You got your line. You attach the second cube, like ball and line, to that. And as you pull it up. Yeah. How do you attach it? Just with a carabiner. Carabiner. So, okay. As it comes up here. Oh, here we can't go ahead. Okay. Yeah. As it comes up to this point here, here's the crotch you want. You're over the top here. You attached your second line, so it'll come up, and then you drop it. So now that second line is over the crotch you want. And so you is the is the secondary one like loose on like go just going through the carabiner to a throw ball, but it's connected onto the ring. Yeah. Okay, so you carabiner it onto the ring, or yeah, or, or to the ring. little or so to the carabiner ring to ring. Yeah, you that's a way to do it. Yeah. So what what I've done before, and what you've probably you know seen me do and or done yourself is with one throw ball, you know, just put the other throw ball line through it, so you connect two throw ball lines to one throw ball. Also, oh nice. Although I like the two throw balls, I do that now because you got more weight. You know, so yeah. it, because when you're when you're going over two crotches, oh, you have same. double the yeah. friction, so you want that extra weight to help pull it down. You know, and plus, then you can just, you know, it's easier. If you do, if you wrap the throw ball line through. Yeah, I'm sure there's videos. I'm if sure there's not, have. I might as well I just. guarantee you have. We yeah, I'll make a video. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, a slight variation a slight variation on that technique, too, is that if you're not, like, right up against the crotch that you want to hit, you can actually send up your other th- the other throw ball through. If you have a carabiner, 
and then you can kind of pull it, or you can get it swing, or you yep. can get it swinging up in the in the yeah, tree. I remember you showed me that. Yeah. I've never seen that. It was cool. Mostly, it just ends in tears, but you know, every <laughs> once in a while, when it works no, out, that, that's yeah, a that's sweet cool. trick. There's yeah. certain scenarios where that's yeah. what you need in order to be able to direct it where you need it. Mm -hmm. All right, which reminds me of another cool trick: when you have a throw ball stuck, if you have another throw ball and you hit a shot above it. You bring that down, you can run that throw ball up the line that's stuck, and instead of just pulling down, you can pull that throw ball up, and a lot of times that will get the stuck throw ball out. Yeah. Climbing Arborist has a video of him pulling out a friction saver like that, okay. a stuck yeah. friction saver, hit the throw ball shot. Pull, yeah. That's pretty yeah. 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 good so trick. That, that's Pro definitely moves. a good one. <laughs> I guess that's a little easier than getting the spurs out. But. <laughs> <laughs> or just scrambling up just, with, your, yeah. with your arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know. Brownsville technique. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how special. that's how they teach it out there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have ropes, man. Just spur. <laughs> spurs in our teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle Corey made it out. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. say I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we are at about an hour and 40 minutes. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So. And I can't think of anything else. I'm sure we're forgetting something. Uh, this has been well-rounded, I think. Yeah. If, yeah uh, we covered the subject. Yeah. 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 No, Very thoroughly. We, we really got. We got, can keep going. We got to stop somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. we, we've gotten into the good, the bad, and the ugly of throwball. Yeah. Um, if you got anything else that you would like to add on, if there's any other tips, tricks, styles that you'd want to tell us about. Uh, well, we don't have that set up yet, so... <laughs> Eventually, I'm sure we'll have an email and you can send us an email about it. <laughs> um, and uh, so let's get to uh, final thoughts, takeaways, uh, you know, any kind of any final things you'd like to tell people about Throwball. I will uh, I'll pass it to you, Rob. Um, be patient and uh, make sure that you keep your throw line really tidy. Because you might have the perfect shot, and then it gets destroyed by having knots in your throw line. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> We've all been there. Or watch out, don't step on your throw ball. Or don't step on it. Yeah. Everybody, I think every time I've stepped on it, it was the perfect shot. <laughs> you know, it was the perfect <laughs> shot, but I just, oh, I stepped no. on it. You know. All right, Jamie, what's your, uh, what's your final thoughts on this? I'd say practice, I think. Part of being a good climber is being good at throw line. Like setting your line is a huge part, obviously, of tree climbing. So yeah. if you can hit those shots, um, yeah, you're golden. Yeah, Practice. If you're not a good climber, but you're really good at the throw line, then you got respect you on their crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A ground guy. You're a better ground yeah, guy seriously. if you can, if you oh, know if how you to could, use those you throw could set, yeah. You could set rigging with your throw line. It's a you big know. Deal. Oh, yeah. Even if you're not a climber, practice the throw line. Yep. After my embarrassment <laughs> at my first competition, I went to a park and practiced. And I nice. literally had like raw spots on my fingers <laughs> from throwing all the time. Yeah. That's what it takes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Little embarrassment. Oh. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just, uh, you know, if you if you take a, a pure lamb and you sacrifice it on the altar of the throw gods. <laughs> That's what I do about once a month, and I'm still terrible at it. That's what I haven't done. That's absolutely true. Call Corey. The, the, the spurs are for the backup. No, no, but it, it is a very, like, just a, a lot of patience and a lot of, like, you can't get inside your own head once you start, like, 
overthinking it, just walk away, like take some deep breaths, recenter yourself, and then, uh, you know, it works (laughs) most of the time, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Becca. I am consumed by this topic regularly lately because it's one of my main areas of struggle in my work. And um, it's infuriating practicing because you sink like hours and hours in, in of your own time practicing it, and it feels like you're barely any better sometimes. But um, I do feel a tiny bit hopeful, and these final thoughts have been encouraging, and this conversation <laughs> has been enlightening and fun. And um, you know, it's something that it seems a lot of people dread and there's a lot of frustration wrapped up into it. But at the end of the day, like that's what gets you up in the place that we all want life to go and it gets the work done. And the more uh, we can bounce these ideas off of each other and be more comfortable and efficient with it, uh, the better. So this has been great. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I guess uh, my final thoughts, uh, and then we'll just wrap it up, are I don't know if I can really say anything you guys haven't said. You know, be patient. Um, make sure you keep practicing. Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, a lot of a lot of techniques, you know, if you're practicing a face cut, you need to be cutting a branch. If you're, you know, practicing climbing, you need to be climbing a tree. Get a throw ball. Go to a park. It's one of those things you can practice. Uh, no matter what you're doing um, on your weekend, it's real easy to uh, just start. I used to do that, just went in my backyard, and I would just throw into the tree uh, just to get those reps because that's what it's about. Nobody's perfect when they start. And uh, as some, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. when I'm, I'm, I'm now uh, 22 years in and I'm far from perfect, you know. So <laughs> it's just kind of the progression of it all. And, uh, you know, so I guess – uh yeah just keep practicing the throw ball and uh you know stay stay safe out there yep i think you said nate said this uh if you have to use a big shot you ain't yeah you did say that (laughs) but if you make the shot at the end of the day it doesn't matter yeah you're right no i've 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 used a big shot and uh, after practicing throwing which is maddening for someone that's not that good i'm just like why doesn't everyone just yeah but he's right yeah yeah, there's something yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know what? We'll we'll end the podcast on uh, on uh, Nate's words. If you have to use a big shot, you ain't. So uh, everybody, uh, shout out to Nate Langren. Yeah, yeah shout out to Nate Langren. Uh, we'll get him on here. We'll oh, get him on sure. here. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Andrew. We appreciate you having yeah, us. So uh, everybody out there, stay safe and uh, watch your top knot. Right out. Cool. <laughs> Oh, that was a good-